Okay. I just need to say that one more time because I think it's yeah. really important. Agreed. We can choose the way we think. Like, let that sink in for a second. Like, really, when you get that, you become this all-powerful, amazing being because we now get to choose how we think about things, how we think about ourselves, how we view our life circumstances, how we view the world around us, how we view our relationships. We get to choose what that looks like and what it sounds like in our head. Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast, where driven women in business learn how to become more bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident, feel empowered, and challenged through inspiring stories, and tell it like it is advice for business, life, and leadership. Welcome or welcome back to the Bombshell Business Podcast. I'm your host, Amber Hurdle, but you're going to be way more excited about who's on the show with me than boring old Amber who's here every week. I cannot wait to introduce you to Jennifer Mrozek Sukalo. She is um, kind of a bad mama jamma, and I got pretty super duper excited about interviewing her, got a little giddy about it. So I have a feeling you're going to really enjoy her as well. So transformational expert and author of Claim Your Swagger, the first of a three book series to help readers survive trauma and live through life. Her work has appeared in Livestrong, Prevention Magazine, and more. She is a highly sought speaker and consultant with over 10 years as a global leadership consultant, helping high-performing individuals at various multinational Fortune 500 companies create positive and sustainable change in themselves to become better for those they lead. And that is so much of what we're about on this show. So Jennifer, welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me to join you. Absolutely. Okay. You and I, we beat a similar drum and that is know your worth. Oh my goodness. So much to you. Uh, So it's, it's one of the core components of swagger. So swagger, first of all, let me just say swagger is not just a word. It's, I like to say it's a lifestyle, (laughs) but I've also defined swagger in a completely different way. And so SWAGGER is actually an acronym. Okay. And it stands for self-worth, appreciation for your strengths and limitations, gratitude for how your life experiences have shaped who you are, grounded in your core values, empowered to overcome your self-limiting beliefs, and renewed through a greater focus on your passion and purpose. Mm. Now, there's a reason we start with self-worth. Because if you don't have the right relationship with your self-worth, you can't get to the other other aspects of the SWAGGER acronym. It won't happen. And that's why self-worth is so incredibly important. Knowing your worth. And in fact, I just posted about this too, about ownership. And one of the things I talked about was owning your worth. Yeah. and, And how we are born worthy. Yeah. No qualifications required. No qualifiers needed. Gone, sis. Stop connecting who we are to what we do. We are so much more than what we do. And we were born worthy. It's innate. Yeah. And that requires for many of us a massive mindset shift. Because Mm -hmm. for years, I mean, we were raised, if you think about this, we've been conditioned all throughout our life 
to connect who we are to something tangible, some outcome, right? So when we're young, we might say, oh, hi, I'm Jennifer and I'm five years old. Yeah. (laughs) Or then when we get a little bit older, we'll probably start saying things like, okay, well, and now I go to this school or I play this position in sports. Or then as we get into adulthood, we start going, oh, and by the way, I do this for a living. This is my job. Or I have three kids or whatever it is. We continually connect ourselves and who we are and our worth to external factors. And that makes it incredibly vulnerable. Yeah, because you're at the whim and the external validation scenario that honestly you can't ever win in. That's right. That's right. But when you shift and you recognize and you start to not just recognize, but believe that we are worthy because we exist, period, full stop, that's all we need then the power you now possess, you've taken it back from everybody else that you've given it to over the years. You're no longer sitting in the courtroom as a defendant waiting for the judge and jury to deem you worthy or not. You're worthy, period. That's it. You know, I often joke that there was a complication at birth and my givadern was busted And that is just honestly kind of what happened because I've never been too concerned about what other people thought about me. Like my life has always been through the lens of my experience. And I don't mean that like in a narcissistic way. It's just, I had two parents who were very creative. My dad's a drummer. My mom's a chef, a culinarian. And like, they just, they never put any limitations on us. They never told us we can't be authentically who we are. And I'm one of six kids. So like, you can imagine that zoo. And I mean, just to this day, I was, I was talking to my brother yesterday and after getting off the phone with my brother and us kibitzing a bit about that, I thought, you know, that is kind of weird because I was a scrawny, tiny little redheaded freckle girl who was always the skinniest, the shortest in my class, you know, and if somebody made fun of me for something, I often laughed with them because it was mm-hmm. funny. Like I got right. the joke. It like right. that was good. You nailed yeah. it, man. Like that I, I'm in on this joke with you. Like I never took it as about me. I took it as an opportunity that to find something and and I just in that moment, like literally just yesterday I wondered. I'm like, I wondered if because I didn't internalize what other people would consider teasing because I just honestly didn't give a rat's behind what they thought about me or not. It was more about the joke or whatever. And I just never got picked on ever, 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 well, ever. And and there's something to this. And I, I write about this in the book as well. There's something to not feeding into what these people are seeking, which is to make us feel bad, right? Yeah. yeah. A- and you want me to feel small? You're going to have to try a little bit harder. <laughs> exactly. Right. So But when you have this idea, this notion that, okay, it doesn't really matter what you say, because I already know who I am. I know what I'm all about. And I, I, I know I'm not for everybody either. Not (laughs) everybody's going to like me. And I'm quite frankly, okay with that. Yeah. I'm super okay with that. You keep your, whatever you got going on way on over there. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So When you have that, when you embrace that, and when you don't feed into what these people are after, of course, they're not going to tease you because they're not getting the response they desired. Yeah. There's, There's this weird dynamic that happens. And I was actually bullied as a child way before we had cyberbullying, because when I was a kid, we didn't even have 
I didn't have a cell phone. They yeah. cranked phone called me on the landline. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. So I know I'm dating myself, but that's what happened. Okay. But I remember much like you, Amber, I think this is fascinating and it would be really interesting to see where this really comes from. But I too had this really strong sense of self my whole life. And I was the middle child. So Me too. Maybe that has something to do with Hey, we might be onto something. But normally the middle child is the one that has lots of issues, right? Because you're not the first or the last to do anything. You got to stand out on your own to, you know, you got to do something different and unique to stand out because you don't really. And yet I always had this strong sense of self and I didn't allow these bullies to actually get to me. At some point, my strong sense of self stood up and said, that's their issue, not yours. Right. And you have a choice. You can be affected by it, or you can choose to let them have their own deal and just get on with your life and yeah. don't show them, don't let them and don't give them what they're after. Right. And it worked. Good for you. You know, for me, like it, the whole redheaded thing, I always tell little redheaded girls, which is a little bit different now than before, but you know, I always just be like, you're going to be popular when you're a woman. I'm just telling you right now, redhead is a good thing as an adult. It's, you know, but they get picked on because they're different. And, but to me being different was awesome. I didn't want to have blonde hair or brown hair and be boring. Mm. Like the rest of you, I got red hair and I'm the only one out of 30 something kids in my class that has this like cha-ching I'm here. Like, good. If you want to make fun of it, like, okay, well you're boring. You look like everybody else. Like, do you want to keep going at like, you know, it just was so, and then as adults, here we are, we have all of that conditioning and right. God bless the kids that were born with cell phones in their hands and couldn't leave bullying on the schoolyard and had to, you, know. you know, that's just, so where do we even begin in the swagger acronym self-worth is step one. But if, if you're yeah. not born like you or I and be like, bug off, we're good. Where do you begin to start developing that? Well, it starts really by recognizing that we have control over our thoughts hmm. And once we learn that, in fact, it's one of the things that I, I wrote about and I write about a lot of mindset shifting happens in the book. Okay. I talk a lot about controlling our thoughts and our thoughts don't control us because one of the biggest discoveries in psychological research over the past two decades is the fact that we can choose the way we think. Okay. I just need to say that one more time because I think it's yeah. really important. Agreed. We can choose the way we think. Like, let that sink in for a second. Like, really, when you get that, you become this all-powerful, amazing being because we now get to choose how we think about things, how we think about ourselves, how we view our life circumstances, how we view the world around us, how we view our relationships. We get to choose what that looks like and what it sounds like in our head. Yeah. Jennifer, that's like, where it starts. I, I literally got goosies all down my legs when you said that, because that's <laughs> the God honest truth. And, you know, I feel like Adele singing hello on stage again, but I always have to tap back into my experience as a teen mom, because yeah. I had to believe in a ridiculous amount of limitless potential to get out of that situation. And I didn't always get it right. And I still don't always get it right. But there were some crazy aspirational thoughts that I had. I'm like, well, 
I'm working four jobs. I have no help. I'm broke. My car's almost repossessed every single month. Half the time I'm late to job number whatever. Like I got to keep my daughter in the educational preschool because I sure don't want her sitting in front of Barney. Talk about dating yourself. Yeah, and that's okay. you know, we're, we're th- I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Team Gen X or older millennials. And I just, I, to me, I didn't feel like I had any other option, but to yeah. believe that something was possible for me because the alternative was unbearable. Well, and, and I, I mean, I had, I, I wasn't a teen mom, but I think we all have our own stories. So we all have our own journeys that we've gone through. I mean, I was, I got married at a super young age. I was, by the time the ink dried on the papers, we were getting a divorce. It took longer to get divorced than we were married. And I was working three jobs, literally basically homeless. I mean, I was living with my aunts. Two of my aunts took me in at various times, living out of my car. All my stuff is packed away in some storage facility. I know exactly what it feels like to come home to an eviction notice on the door. It's heart-wrenching and have no freaking clue why it's there either. Don't know how that happened. Mm. It, it, so I get it. I mean, we when we all get to this point in our life, I love what you said about the alternative was unbearable. So you were looking at, I can go this way or I can go this way. And that way I'm not real excited about. It's the unbearable part and I don't want to go there. So the only other way is forward. Yeah. One step, one day, one moment at a time. And every step we take moves us closer to where we want to be and further away from where we don't want to be. That's right. But you made that choice just as I did. People ask me, they ask me all the time, well, how did you, how did that come about? And I said, it was a choice. Like I literally had to make a choice. And with choices often come sacrifices. Well, yes, absolutely. It's not flipping a switch and going, bingo, it's going to be here in a heartbeat. No, you got to do the work to get there. And sometimes it's painful. And to your point, we're going to make mistakes along the way. We are continuous works in progress. If you know that what's behind door number two is hard, but door number one looks like it's got a happier ending, but there's some hard on the way to get there. I'm choosing the hard of door number one every single yeah. time because that pile of poo over there is not for me. <laughs> Been there, done that. Do not want to do it again. Loved what I learned from it. Yeah, Don't want to go back. Don't Can we talk about back. that for a second, Jennifer? Yes. Like I'm in a space now in life. Of course, I'm post 40. So hopefully I'm, I've gotten here. But, you know, used to be just like, oh, bad things happen. And why did this have to happen to me? And bitterness and all this kind of stuff. And like in real time during the Shiz show now, I'm like, ooh, you know what I'm learning through this? Like, and I've kind of always had that. But like really now it's like, oh, this super sucks. But I'm digging into this right here because I know that's going to serve me when. It's like such a conscious thing of like celebrating the crappy part of life. It's bizarre and maybe a little psycho, but I think that's where you get after you've been through it all, right? Well, exactly. And I love that you brought all all those things up because G in the first G actually in Swagger is gratitude for your life experiences. And in that chapter, we dig into the whole concept of celebrating our scars. Mm -hmm. It's our scars 
in life that actually make us exquisite pieces of art. Yeah. If you think about Kintsugi pottery, and that's the practice of where you have broken pottery that they yeah. put back together and then they fill the cracks with gold. Hmm. And they make this unique because no pottery breaks in exactly the same way. Every piece is unique. Well, that's just like us. Yeah. None of us have had the exact same life experiences. And therefore, the cracks that form along the way, the scars we gain going through that is what makes us amazing, unique, and extraordinary. Mm. And instead of filling the cracks with gold, we fill them with gratitude. Gratitude becomes our gold. And it's what transforms us into that work of art. And we get the gratitude from being able to shift the way we look at those experiences and find the growth and the learning and the development that took place because of it. I like to say that gratitude is about outcome. And that sounds weird, but it's about now something exists that I'm grateful for that would never have taken place had that had I not had that experience. And oh. that's what I mean by outcome. Gratitude is about outcome. Yeah. And so now, and once you start to embrace that, you get to where you are right now, Amber, which is being able to, in the midst of the crappy stuff going on, you're going, okay, roll up our sleeves because yeah. we got some learning going on here, people. Let's go. And it's instead, many times you have to kind of get through it first before you can then kind of go, oh, hang on a minute. Now I got to see what was that all about? But when you're in the valley and you've been in a few valleys in your life before, and you know, you always get out of the valley and you That's always right. get to the top of the hill. You're That's right. And you get to look over the beautiful pasture beneath it. And it's all green and shiny because you walk through that valley. Like while you're trucking through the valley, you're kind of like, I wonder what's at the top of this hill. <laughs> it's been really good before. So we're just getting higher and higher. And That's I have right. to go through this valley before I can crest that hill. And I'm here for it. Like, let's go. Let's do this. I wholeheartedly agree wholeheartedly agree yeah and people kind of are around you like are you okay are you okay it's like heck yeah i'm okay i just got to get through this season real quick but we're going come on so i have a question i know you probably have this all laid out beautifully in your book which i think would be a very important thing for i just feel like this is such an important piece of the pie because we can know our value mm -hmm. we can know it but then asking for it that's a different level mm -hmm. of courage so understanding our value, that is courageous to be able to say, I don't need anybody's special permission to love and like mm -hmm. myself, to treat myself with respect, to put myself first before I try to take care of everybody else. That's brave. Yes. What's even more brave though, is then expecting somebody else to honor your value. So can you walk us through your process on that? So all of the acronym, the pieces in the acronym all build on each other, right? So you start right. with self-worth, you have to appreciate your strengths and limitations. You have to have gratitude for the life experiences that you've had and how they've shaped you. You have to be grounded in your own core values. Mm -hmm. Okay. Those things in and of themselves build up to being able to overcome your self-limiting beliefs. And this is where I think it becomes challenging for us to ask for what we're worth. So even though we have all of those building blocks in place, there are these 
I call them the uninvited guests <laughs> they continually show up to the party, even though they're not on the guest list and wreak havoc in our lives. And these are our self-limiting beliefs or what I like to call our swagger limiting beliefs. And more often than not, these are the things that get in our way when we're trying to ask for what we're worth or demand what we're worth or encourage others to treat us the way that we should be treated. Yeah. So I think even though you've done all of that work, if you're still allowing those uninvited guests to come in and to tell you, well, I know that you think you are, but you know, really we need to kind of pull back a little bit here because you know, you oftentimes it's fear-based. Mm -hmm. So we're afraid that we might not you know, something's better than nothing. Oh, no, no, no. All of what I deserve is what I need to be getting. Not just a piece of it because I can settle. No, we're not settling in life. Life isn't about settling. Life is about thriving. And in order to thrive, we have to know who we are, what we're worth, and not be willing to settle for less than that. Don't let that voice in your head tell you that, oh, well, it's okay because... No, it's not okay. It's not okay ever. And and I I just have to say, as women, we're the worst. Um, we are the worst at this. Why is that? And, and and then and then here's what happens with me as a professional speaker: is a women's conference will reach out to me and they will ask me to do a keynote about defining and positioning your value because that's what I talk on, whether it's personal branding, business branding, or employer branding. And then they want me to work for a fee that is either for free because they're nonprofit or because they have a limited budget, they, you know, only can pay this. And I'm like, okay, like after we have the the, the discussion and I'm like, well, this is my speaking fee and, you know, the 20 something years of experience and the thousands and thousands of dollars I've put into like speaking coaches and everything that you do, member of the National Speakers Association. Like I have a lot of value that I can bring and you want me to teach your audience about defining their position and positioning their value, but you want me to reduce my value to do that? I'm confused. And like, they're usually like horrified when they realize what they're doing. And they just think they're a bunch of women that are trying to support women. And like, they don't even understand that they're doing it within their own communities. And I'm like, okay, well, somebody has got to break this mold. Maybe somebody who understands the value of your organization should go ask for a sponsorship to cover this. Does your event not add value to the lives of all of these women? Like there's just- so many different ways, but let's even just talk about, I'm, I have a job, I'm up against a man who's asking for, you know, everything. And then I'm not asking for that. And I might get the job because I'm asking for far less. Like there's a lot going on here in my brain of what might be happening behind the scenes. How do I own my value and negotiate a salary that's commiserate with my experience and what impact I make on the company? Well, one of the things that I, and I was actually, it's funny that you're talking about this. I was just coaching someone recently who was really struggling with asking for a raise and they were kind of, they're like, okay, well, I know this person in the organization is getting ready to ask for a raise. Should I wait? And I said, okay, can we just talk about something for a second? (laughs) Because why are you waiting and why are you putting yourself second in line behind this other individual? Tell me again what you're doing that's adding value to the organization and how 
that is worth more than what you're being paid right now. And we talk through, and sometimes it has to go back to, I have to pull people out of their head a little bit and more into facts and figures. Yeah. You can't argue with facts and figures, right? Okay. That's right. You take the emotion out of all of this and don't No, we're not worrying about this other person right now. I want you to tell me how much value you've added to this organization, what specifically you've done, how does that translate into dollars? What's the language that individual speaks so that you can speak in their language, a language that they will hear. Right. Oh, girl. Instead of I deserve. No, it's not about you deserving. We know that under underneath that. But what you're saying is here's all the value I've added and here's what that's worth in the organization. And this is what I need to be getting paid. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I like to think about is I don't even like to think about it as a negotiation because that already feels like I'm, I'm giving something Mm -hmm. up. I'm not negotiating. Do you understand? I don't negotiate when it comes to my worth. That's like saying I don't negotiate with terrorists people. Okay. We do not negotiate when it comes to our worth. Now that requires courage. Why? Because you have to be willing to walk away if you don't get what you deserve or what you're worth. You have to be willing to have your own drop the mic moment. Yeah. So you got to have your backup plans and you got to have your, your idea of what the next step is before walking in there to do it. But when you have that in place, the power you wield in those conversations will be very evident And you'll either get what you deserve or you're moving on to a place where you will be able to get it. Yeah, you're so right. And as somebody who works in the HR space, I'm telling you, there are, you know, high performers and people who do keep, I I call it, you know, your body of accomplishments. I very much encourage my audience members to keep a spreadsheet of not just what did I do, but attach the numbers to it. Like you said, like I did this marketing campaign. It had this many impressions. It brought this much um, revenue in. This is the conversion rate. In the end, it meant that we increased our margin by X amount in Q3. Whatever that looks like, you should be able to speak to the impact you had on on the, on the company, if you are a support person, like this enabled us to retain X many more employees, which means that our turnover went down, which meant we saved on average X amount of dollars. That's right. If you can go drop that in and, and say like, here's what you I value. You argue the facts. Listen, I could take that to an interview too. That's right. And then That's you can right. be without somebody for the next several months while everybody else is trying to figure out how to do my job. And that still is going to cost you what I'm asking you for just in my salary increase. And then you're going to have my loyalty, my historical knowledge. Well, my plus commitment not, level. not, not to mention the fact that you got the whole learning curve. So you got the, the productivity dip when That's somebody right. leaves ramping somebody back up, it's going to cost you probably 10 times yep. what I'm asking for minimum 10 times yep. what I'm asking for. Yeah. Breaking relationships with customers because now they have to deal with somebody else. You have to get the team on board with the new person. Personality conflicts could be like, come on, just pay people what they're worth. That's right. And why does it take somebody getting ready to leave for a boss to come and say, oh, I'll give you a raise? No, you weren't valuing me before. Mm -hmm. And so now all of a sudden you think I'm worth more? Oh, Mm -hmm. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. This is not baseball and you don't get three strikes. Right. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> I love that. I love that. And I'll add on Tom Hanks from um, A League of Their Own. They're still crying They're in still baseball. They're crying in baseball. <laughs> exactly. I was working with this woman and she was getting ready to, I wrote about this in the book as well, because I love to use real life experiences, not just my own, but other people's. And she was getting ready to uh, apply for a promotion within the same company. And all these people were telling her exactly how she needed to do this presentation and how the boss, you know, the guy she was applying to work with, what he really liked and so forth. But I could tell in my conversation with her that she was not like excited about it at all. And so we talked a bit more through it. And by the end of that conversation, she was going into this presentation with a completely different approach. And it was a brave and bold move on her part because she basically wanted to tell the, this person that she was going to be working for, if you're looking for a yes person, then it's not me. I'm not the mm -hmm. right fit for this job. Now, if you're looking for someone to challenge you, if you're looking mm -hmm. for someone to, to push us to get even better than what we're doing right now, then I'm the right fit for this job. And guess what? She got the job. Good. So and that's so true for most like hear me bombshell. When I tell you this, if I you know work for somebody else, they don't want somebody who's just going to execute whatever they say. They want somebody that's going to challenge their ideas respectfully, speak yes. their language to Jennifer's point, show them that you are an ally, that what you're doing is service to the company and to make them look good. And so, hey, you might not have noticed this, but I kind of just saw that this is what's happening and that looks like a problem. Here's the solution that I think we can apply to it. Let's have a conversation around it. Is that a more valuable employee or somebody who's just going to go execute a strategy that's got holes in it? Yeah, exactly. And if your boss doesn't like that, you're working for the wrong place. That's all I got to say. Well, exactly. That's right. We got to find the right people who can challenge us to be even better that force us outside our comfort zone that force us to you know maximize who we are and enable us to really give back and feel like we're adding value to an organization and it doesn't take a lot to be appreciated right appreciation for all you leaders out there listening i'm telling you right now appreciation doesn't cost you anything. Yeah. And it goes so far in building loyalty and encouraging people to continue to strive and be the best versions of themselves. Two of the top engagement strategies for 2023 are recognition, which is showing your gratitude and professional mm -hmm. development. So mm -hmm. like empower your team and then recognize that they're applying these things. And like those little heavy, those light lifts and professional development doesn't have to be spend $10,000 no. on a leadership course. You can like send no. them on occasion, a YouTube video for them to watch or say like, Hey, I noticed you really did this. You have a knack for that. I know it's not part of your job description, but I got you in um, Udemy or Udemy or whatever it's called. And I got you a subscription to that. Maybe you should tap into that photography class. I think that could benefit you and your career. I mean, there's so many ways you could do it so cheap nowadays. So, so many ways. Completely agree. Completely so, and then you're agree. honoring other people's value, which then comes back to you, but we could go on and on about this. <laughs> so, okay. Before we dive into where we can find you and your amazing book, 
Um, I always like to ask our guests, what parting piece of advice would you give to a bold, brave, unwaveringly confident woman in business, a bombshell? I would love to tell these amazing women out there listening right now that you do not have to be a new version of yourself. You just have to start being who you already are. You already have everything you need to be at your best, perform at your best and live your best life. You just need to learn how to use it. And that is what I help people do. More goosies. Jennifer's money bestie. Please listen to her. Okay. This is, that is so no, I'm serious, Amber, We so- are so connecting after this, by the way. I yes, just, for sure. There's a reason we were putting each other's lives. I am wholeheartedly, I am just, I believe that. I'm like, we're going to do some kind of online summit. I don't know what's we're happening. Doing all kinds of things. I'm excited. I can't yeah. wait. But here's the thing, like what you just said is also wildly scary to some people that haven't done, that haven't done their work, that don't know what doing the work even means that, you know. But that's the, that's the beauty of why I wrote Claim Your Swagger and the way I wrote it. There are activities in every chapter to get you started and they're accessible. They are doable things. You don't have to take five hours out of your day. There are moments just moments that you start dedicating to your personal development and you will start seeing results. I love it. Okay. So let's talk about where we can find this book because I think everybody needs it. Um, so we can find it on Amazon. It's on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. It's pretty much wherever you buy your books. books Even Walmart, if you go Target. to your local bookstore, if they don't have it, request it. Yeah. And, but you can also find it. If you go to my website, swaggeru.com forward slash books. Uh, I have a whole bunch of links that are there. You can find your favorite retailer, click on one and you've got the book. And I just finished recording the audiobook. Yay! So I will keep your ears peeled, uh, or ears, uh, uh, open for that. Cause I'll let you guys know when the, when that's being released, but I just finished recording it. It's in my own voice, which I was so excited about. So yeah, super. Yeah. That that's my, my audience. Obviously they listen to podcasts, so they are more audio oriented and man, they busted my ovaries until I got my book on audio. So <laughs> I'm glad to know that that's, that's an option soon. Um, yes. and then also you have a fabulous, newsletter on LinkedIn. And I don't share that praise very easily. I think a lot of LinkedIn newsletters are boring and yours is phenomenal. So can you tell us what you talk about on that? Swagger Sense is really about just practical tips, insights, tools, things that you can apply right now today to create change in your life, transformation, and really being at your best. It's all about living swagger daily, practicing and living your swagger daily. And so those are tips and things that I share in my newsletter. And it's usually an experience or an event that comes up and I go, I have to talk about this. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I have to, I have to write about this. So I need to share. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's it's- where they come from real life experiences, most often from me or people that I'm working with. That's awesome. I love it. So listen, bombshell, you know where to go. Amberhurdle.com forward slash podcast with an S plural. And we'll have all of it in the show notes. So LinkedIn, the LinkedIn newsletter, where you can buy the book, um, Instagram, all that good jazz, of course, swaggeru.com all can be found. Um, just look for Jennifer's episode. 
Uh, you won't have to scroll too far, or you can just click over where you could go to the archives if you're listening to this in the future and find our episode there. Um, of course, you can find it on whatever listening app that you love. And, you know, do us a favor because, and that's not even us a favor, the bombshell community a favor. I say this every single episode. We are not the kind of women who hang out in a Facebook group. Not that it, there's anything wrong with that, but like, listen, we're so busy. We have so many things going on and I don't want you watching cat videos on Facebook. I want you just being a bombshell, doing the acts of bombshelly things, go out and be a bold, brave woman in business, take calculated risks, take Jennifer's advice value yourself. And when you see another bombshell out there and we can recognize each other, we're the ones that we say, like, if, if I'm too much, go find less. If you think a woman can say that she's a bombshell and go tell her like, Hey, you should listen to this episode. This amazing woman named Jennifer was talking about owning your value. And like, guess what? You don't have to do anything to do that. I think it would be really helpful for you to listen to that because we get knocked down all the time because we're bold women. How dare we, you know? <laughs> so true. Yeah. So true. So that's how we do community here is we share your episode. We leave ratings and reviews. We mess with the algorithm so that this message gets out more and more. And um, and the, and your book, share the book, buy her book, read it, do the dog ears on it, and then pass it on to another bombshell and then buy yourself another one so that you've got a copy and then you can share with somebody else who needs this. And hopefully that will continue. And that's how we get the Jennifer, this was not like an overnight thing. You didn't just like whip up a book, right? Like there's a no. lot of intention that went into that. A lot of intention and a lot of time and life experience. Yeah. Yeah. And you're sharing that with the world. All of that. And it's, yeah. it was time. This was, this is what I was meant to do and I'm doing it as scary as it is. Yes, ma'am. But here we are. Yeah. Feel the fear and do it anyway. That's right. That's yep. right. And that is what makes a bombshell. So if you've enjoyed this episode, please share it, review, subscribe, all those kind of things, and then come back for our next episode. Thank you for being patient with me as I'm just putting episodes out every other week while things are a little bit crazy on the agency side of things. Crazy good, all good, good. Lots of travel coming up too. So I just appreciate you sticking in there with me for all these years. And because of that, I'm going to make the next episode, which means I will see you on the next episode. See you soon. Thanks for listening to the Bombshell Business Podcast. Visit AmberHurdle.com for more resources like show notes and check out the bombshellbusinesswoman.com to grab my book and download the free bonuses.